There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Self Love Club, the podcast chatting about stuff that matters. Created and hosted by me, broadcaster Belle Crawford. Now, we chat a lot about relationships on the self-love club. It's one of our core topics. But what about open relationships? Most of us grew up watching Disney movies, which programmed us to believe that you meet your prince or princess, you get married, and you live happily ever after. Monogamous relationships have been drummed into us as, quote, the norm for as long as any of us can remember, right? So what happens when you find yourself in a non-monogamous relationship? What does that look like? On the show, we're joined by Christy Saunders, who is in an open relationship for the first time and is documenting the experience with her partner on a podcast series called Opened. You may have perceptions about open relationships or you may not know much about them at all. So keep an open mind as we find out what it's been like for Christy, who, like many of us, had a long-term monogamous relationship for eight years of her adult life. We also discuss the common belief a lot of us have that we are not good enough. And I make a confession about something I may have done. I want to preface this a long time ago on a dating app. Okay, before we get into it, please support us by subscribing or hitting follow on your podcast app now and follow us at Self Love Club Podcast on Instagram. All of our details are in the show notes. Let's get into my conversation with Christy. Christy, welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. Thank you so much for coming to hang out and having a chat. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate what you do, the space that you've got here, the Self Love Club. It's sick. I think there needs to be more of it in the world. So thanks for doing what you do. <laughs> Aw, thank you. Now, we're going to find out all about what you've been up to. We're going to, we've got some really cool things to chat about. Quite interesting. Um, and I'm, in, I'm really keen to get into it. But first, tell us a bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. I mean, I have a background working in media and um, as a producer. And I suppose that's kind of put me in good stead to be able to see something or experience something and be like, people need to know about this or how, <laughs> how can I kind of share this with the world? Um, and that's kind of where I found myself at the moment, which is knees deep in in kind of researching what it is to be not in a monogamous relationship. So, I mean, I certainly would never, never go to stretch to call myself an expert on open relationships, quite the opposite. I'm such a novice, but I feel like, I don't know, when you ask what, what's kind of like going on in my world at the moment, I feel like it's quite literally all I am doing, all I am consuming, all I am making, all I'm reading about. It's like, it's some, sometimes overwhelming, not in the best way. So that's kind of where my brain's at at the moment. Yeah, we're going to unpack that. You know, we, how did this come about for you and your partner? And how did you decide that you wanted to be in an open relationship? Look, I think from the very inception of our relationship, it was kind of, it was a bit of a weird relationship beginning in that we didn't meet for like two or three months after we'd actually connected. Which is bizarre for both of us. For me particularly, if I if I kind of cross paths with somebody, I'm like, all right, let's go for a drink or a coffee or let's do this. This idea of like having these, I don't know, like almost like online kind of relationships with somebody that I think honestly within a second you can meet and walk into a cafe and be like, not for me. Or something to do with pheromones. You, you know, it's like pretty incident where the – whether you call it a vibe or an energy or, you know, whatever. I don't know. I've never really been somebody and I've, you know, known through mates' experiences that have, been, you know, built up this story in their mind of somebody who's so brilliant and, you know, like a, a month of conversation and phone calls and then they meet and they're like, oh, they're not the version that I thought in my head, which I was like a little worried about this 
relationship beginning, it just meant that we were living in different places. And for a little bit, we weren't actually physically able to meet. But what that actually allowed for was these like really long, languid kind of emails that we would send back and forth to one another, which as I was saying, it sounds kind of like I made it up and it's quite, I don't know, romantic. But a lot of that, a lot of that connection I feel was about like unpacking and talking about what kind of relationship that we wanted to be in. What did it mean to fall in love? What did it feel like? When was the last time we kind of had our heart broken? And we both had similar experiences coming out of just funnily enough, eight year long monogamous relationship for most of our adult lives. And I guess we're kind of in a place where we've like been single for a few years and we, you know, kind of dated people and seen people in more casual ways. And we're both kind of ready-ish for something else. And we're kind of in our own ways, more conscious I think about the kind of relationship we were stepping into so a lot of that I think was just kind of luck (laughs) yeah and it's so interesting because I think there is sort of this pre is people just don't understand it and I think if you look at society most people are in monogamous relationships so when someone wants to try something different their relationship setup is you know different to the norm Mm -hmm. you know what most people seem to be doing I think people just don't really understand it and they're kind of like, it's, it's very intriguing. And, um, you know, some people have, I guess, opinions of, Oh no, that's like, Mm. so, you know, how have you, I guess, come to terms with all that? Obviously it's to something you both decided you wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, I would agree with you. I'm one of those people. I think I am still one of those people that has opinions of what it is to do a relationship in a different way. You know, I think, of course, it's societal conditioning from day dot that, you know, you watch cartoons that end happily ever after with this person and this person, that's the end of their story. You know, I would be lying if I didn't say that even now whilst in it, there are moments where I wig out and think, am I doing this wrong? This feels scary. I don't have modeling or friends around me you know and that was the entire reason of wanting to kind of start a podcast documenting the hashtag journey because quite honestly any bit of content that I found is from an expert or it's from a married couple that's been together for 20 years and he's talking about something that they did two decades ago from what they're what they remember of their experience and I'm like that's not that's not what I want. And I think that in some ways made me feel more isolated. So when, yeah, when you say things like, what do people think or their opinions? I'm like, I don't blame anybody for being like, whoa, that I could never do that. Or I'm jealous or that's weird or that's scary or that because I also I'm doing it. And I still think that I'm in it. And I'm like, geez, this is like, this is, <laughs> this is strange and different, like strange in the sense that, it's not like anything that I can kind of pull on muscle memory or experience of to be able to be falling in love with somebody and at the same time admit to yourself that you are also wanting more than that or interested in toying with the idea of going on a date with somebody else whilst also having somebody that is lighting you up in ways that you've never been lit up before. There's a lot of guilt that and shame, I think, that goes yeah. along with that, you know. So, um, yeah. There's so much to unpack there. Like, when firstly, when did you and your partner, how far into your relationship did you guys make this decision? You know, how long had it been? And because I, mm. not that it really matters, but you know, like, what was it for you like? Yeah. yeah. No, I think it does matter. I think that, I think that if you're in a like a five-year-long relationship that was monogamous opening up that relationship I think would be really hard like I look at that and think I don't know if I could actually do that I don't know if Raf and I I don't know if five years down the track of a relationship being a certain way then trying to recalibrate that that I feel like that would almost be harder to be honest so to answer your question it was before we even met before we'd even met, we had spoken really openly about as individuals, how we were showing up to the relationship. What is it that we were seeking? What, what are things that we didn't want from our previous relationships that, yeah, were really beautiful 
really character building, life altering relationships to feel an, an attached love all throughout your twenties. But like now, now kind of coming into this space of knowing who you were a bit more, what are we seeking? So I, I think it was even pre-meeting each other. We, we both were like, yeah, in, in theory and on paper, that's kind of what we're, that's what we're aiming towards. That's the kind of relationship we've both been thinking about and curious to experiment with, but haven't really been in a space where we've actually properly done that with somebody that we've been, you know, in love with or with a partner with. So I think that in itself can come with challenges too, because at the same time, we were both kind of, before we'd even met each other, kind of rocking up to the relationship with thinking about what it was. And I think that was a big fear of mine that I was like, shit, what about, what about if he's more into this than I am? What about if he's more open than I am? And I think I've kind of come to the realization that that's probably true in some sentiment. Like you're never, you can, even when you're on the same page with somebody, you might be a couple of lines ahead or behind someone. And that's okay too. Yeah, there was an element of it being predetermined in some ways of both being on the same page. But I, I kind of like the term open because it means open. It can be whatever you want, whenever you want. Yes, there's a feeling of, yes, let's relate with other people, date other people. But at the same time, the idea of open can also be closed. So there only recently was a time where I was like, can we just chill for a bit? I want to have a conversation about like not being open just to almost like flex that muscle for a couple of days because it makes, I'm feeling quite overwhelmed because that's where I've been at lately. So I like that. It's not like, just because you say the word open means you're trying to like hook up with everybody down the street and (laughs) slip your number to the guy or girl (laughs) that makes you coffee. Because to be honest, like there is this feeling of like, cause you can, well, why wouldn't you? And that, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you're right because someone might be in an open relationship the the idea is that oh they're constantly trying to hook up with somebody when it's probably yeah. not like that at all it's yeah, just like yeah. when it happens or you know is so is it not so much an in your experience is it not so much an active thing where you're because even when you're single you're not constantly trying to pick up you know it's exactly that that's exactly what it is you don't say to somebody <laughs> oh I, I'm single so then every person that I walk down the street I'm trying to have sex with no it's like yeah it's exactly the same or if you say to somebody oh I'm I'm bi or no I'm into women it's not every woman that you're trying to hook up with it's it's who you vibe with it's selective it's like you're not pouring every minute of every day that you have as a single person on an app or trying to pick up at the bus stop like is there an openness at times when you're single to be like yeah I'm going to actively get on an app, I'm going to actively go out and feel sexy and I'm going to have a, a light on and if somebody sparks my interest, I'm going to start talking to them and if there's nobody that interests me, I'm going to go home and enjoy my life and wake up and go to brunch and stay with my friends. You know, like yeah. that's, that's how it feels in that if by chance you collide with somebody that's of interest, you know, and there's been moments where we've actually done that together where we've been training together, working out at the park, and there was a woman working out near us, and we were both like, she's cute. And we had shared in that, like, experience together with flirting with somebody, went up and asked her her number. It was kind of like, it was a nothing, and, you know, we both were like, hee afterwards, because she kind of, like, didn't she didn't shut it down, but we, we both had this chat, and we're like, yeah, so anyway, bye. <laughs> it was a nothing, but just the, it was the openness to be able to do that, A, whilst in a relationship, and the openness, B, to do that with your partner. Like, it was just, like, a funny little experience, and it was, like, kind of hot, because that was, like, something that we went home, and that night when we were in bed together, we kind of, like, it was something that turned us both on that we were like, it was just the possibility and the openness to be able to do that. That was like, that was enough. I was like, yeah, I don't really, do I really want to go out on a date with that person or sleep with that person? Or like the thought of like, yeah, going out and dating somebody with your partner. I was like, whoa, that's a lot. But just, just the talking about it is enough at the moment. You know, I've got so many questions. 
but one of them, and I can't wait to listen to this <laughs> podcast once it's all out. I'm so excited and I want everyone yeah. to listen to it as well. But is it something <laughs> that you guys do separately or is it to get like together as well? Or is it just, are you just going with the flow of it and how it all works for you? Yeah. I think at the very beginning of things, and just, just to like explain this, because I feel like when I've heard people or experts or people that are in ethically non-monogamous relationships, which E&M is the acronym for that, which seven seconds ago, I didn't even know what that was. So, you know, I just want to be really clear about the fact that I don't want this to sound intimidating because I've listened to podcasts and shows and, you know, watch series of people that are ethically non-monogamous or a polyamorous and gone, what the F? Like there is no way that I could ever possibly dream of being in a place where I'm open to or able to think about going on a date with, with the person that I'm dating. Like that's just so out there. You know, these are all very new concepts for me, you know, and the thought of even thinking about doing it up until pretty recently was was like really not something that I felt okay or comfortable or was like, whoa, that's like a, that's a lot for me to handle in my brain. So again, I don't want to speak from any kind of space of expertise. I'm not, I'm so new at this, but all I can speak on is our (laughs) very baby experience. That is we talk about everything, like quite literally everything. Sometimes we talk about the talking where I'm like, hey, (laughs) can we have a conversation about when we are talking about to people, how are you framing that or thinking about that? And then we start having conversation about like, you know, recently a conversation was like, have you thought about seeing people together? Because that's not something that I had thought about. I thought was like, you know, if you're in a non-monogamous relationship, you're in a relationship and then you have your side honeys, you know, or like you're going on dates and you're not really talking about it to one another. But as I'm kind of learning that, that, that doesn't really, it doesn't really feel that good to be like going out on these like hot dates and then like coming home to me who's like got, you know, acne cream on and, you know, like <laughs> greasy hair. And I, like, I'm like, I'm not down for that. I'm not into that idea. Also, our relationship is still in like pretty new phase. So it's kind of like part of me is, you know, like I have this fear of like, are you are you ruining or stepping away from that like real the juiciness of of being quite obsessed with somebody when you start dating them? I think knowing and trusting that there is this like open and closed door policy that we can consistently talk about and refresh and come back to the things that we decided an hour ago and change them. That feels really good to me. Mm. So there are no hard and fast rules. It's not like we only date separately. We only date together. We don't date at all sometimes, or there'll be other times where it's like, I'm, you know, I'm feeling like that's something that I'd like to explore myself. It's a, it's a constant forevermore evolving conversation. At this point in time, we're kind of experimenting and exploring with going on dates with people together. Which sounds out there, but really we've gone on a couple and all it is is like, so it's like meeting a new friend, but there is this kind of like undertone of flirtiness. And I actually find it a turn on watching Raph flirt with other people. Oh, Like, it may, honestly, yeah. have you never experienced, have you, have you gone to a party or a drinks or a club and seen your partner? And I did this when I was in an eight year long relationship and that sort of sounds to be like, I think broken, I'm not sure. Because I would, I would be out at a party or at a, at a nightclub or whatever and see my partner be lusted after by other people. I would see women kind of talk behind their hands and be like, God, that guy's really hot. Or like, I want to go up and talk to him. Or, and I remember seeing that years ago. And I remember thinking it was almost like a sense of pride to be with him because I was like, he, he's my partner. And look at these people wanting to be with him. It was almost like being able to separate yourself from your partner enough to be able to see them as the separate individual that they are, that you sometimes forget that they are because they're not just your partner or just part of you where 
you're picking up the, the dirty socks at home or whatever. I remember seeing him and things were kind of rocky at that time. And I remember seeing him and being like, that's hot. I like that I'm being able to see him separate from me and separate from a, the relationship, you know. And I guess that's what I'm doing with Raph at the moment. But like, we're kind of purposefully doing that. And he says the same thing about me. It's quite sexy seeing somebody fall for your partner because it makes you be like oh yeah they're really special I think that fear of like jealousy can sometimes can be transmuted in ways that are actually really healthy and positive for your relationship yeah because I think a lot of people would feel jealous or threatened or uncomfortable or territorial but then it's at the same time if you are secure in your relationship I know for myself if that happened with my boyfriend I wouldn't be bothered because we're good and yeah. like you know when I was younger I, yeah. I know for a fact when I was younger I would have definitely been like a bit jealous or threatened it's something I feel really passionate about because I'm not somebody that doesn't feel jealous I also feel really jealous as well and I've also felt a lot of a lot of shame about that and a lot of like guilt about that because I think that's a normal emotion it's a normal thing to feel two things can be true at once mm. and I like, in a secure relationship yes do I feel secure in myself? Yes. Do I also sometimes feel wildly jealous? Yes. I think that was the problem when I started experimenting with this. Maybe it was like more old school books or like things that I would read about like people in polyamorous relationships. And polyamory is like a whole different yeah. basket, which is like being in multiple loving attachment-based relationships at the one time. So it's not just like, having a partner and dating other people or seeing other people, sleeping with other people when you're apart or whatever. It's like being in two or one or more could be in multiple committed relationships where you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a husband and also a committed partnership with somebody else. And and the thought of that, I find, I'm like, whoa. That sounds like a lot of admin. <laughs> No shit. So much. I just couldn't handle it. Like each to their own. I know. Wow. I know. I know. And a lot of the stuff I was consuming was written by or about people in, in poly relationships, you know, and I was like listening to that. And I had a sense that maybe people listening to this conversation on your show now are, which I was like, whoa, that's cool. Still to come, while most of us think we'd feel too jealous or anxious being in an open relationship, we find out how it's actually helping Christy face this and also show up for herself and discuss the familiar story many of us have that we're not good enough and I make a confession about something I used to do on dating apps. Please don't hate me. <laughs> we'll be back after a quick break. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's not some place you reach where you get like so secure in a relationship where you're you have a capability of doing it it's not it's totally not I want to be really clear with that because that's I think what messed me up in the beginning of this yeah I want to go through that and what that experience has been like because you're so right I think with a lot of things nothing's black and white and it's really good to know that just because someone isn't an open relationship doesn't mean that they don't experience emotions feelings that every human will experience in a relationship regardless that's such a good point I think because I think some people who aren't in an open relationship may have that perception again that, oh, well, obviously they're just totally fine with it and that's okay, but it's okay. I mean, it's, it's yeah. completely normal for you to have those um, emotions and those reactions because that's human, right? Yeah. And I think if you were saying that you weren't jealous at all, ever, at any time, particularly when experiencing exploring this for the first time, I think either A, you're lying, or B, I'm just like, what's going on? Like, what are you repressing? What are you pretending that you're not feeling? 
Are you a sociopath? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Do you have emotions? You know? <laughs> Seriously, yeah. no, I, I think that's something that Raph and I have been quite different with. Like, he, he experiences jealousy maybe less than I do. And in the beginning, I think I really... I was, I judged myself pretty hard on that because I was like, why can't I do that? Why can't I be more okay? You know, he's so like, he's so gracious with it all, but he's also pretty new to it as well. But I think as we've been talking, I think, I don't want to put words in his mouth. He's kind of said this himself where he's like, I've wanted to feel supportive. So I think I've probably denied parts of me that have been jealous because I want to override them, which I actually think is also, that can also be dangerous territory because it's like you don't ever want to be in a, in a relationship of any kind, friendship, family, whatever, where you're not properly reflecting your messy, ugly, truthful self in that moment. And I think that's something that we've been talking about it at the minute where I'm like, no, give me that. Like, give me what's actually going on because by you kind of, polishing it up and making it pretty and telling me what you think that I want to hear, which is you're all good with everything and fine and never jealous and very supportive and just a-okay with everything that's going on. That I don't think that's very good for me either, as well as you, as well as our relationship. I think that it's really important to be really upfront and honest for all counts. I think you, you have a responsibility to yourself you also have a responsibility to your partner and the relationship that you're building to be really truthful about how you're actually feeling. And that's really hard to do at the beginning space of a relationship. You know, when you spoke earlier about like what it would be like to be in a hashtag or quote unquote normal or standard monogamous relationship and then open it up. I think that's one thing that actually, if you, if you really know someone a couple of years in, you can kind of be your ugly, jealous, messed up self because you're like, you know me. And I know that I can be truly who I am and you'll love and accept me that in in an unconditional way. Yeah, it's like you'll still accept me as the psycho I am. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because <laughs> that's true. That's what a relationship is. It's like <laughs> it's showing up and knowing that unconditionally, you know, I can be sick, I can be angry, I can be all of these things and I'll be loved. You know, we're still kind of in an infantile stage of our relationship where the first year or so, which is what we're – what we're in you really you want that person to see the best side of you and and must add a whole bunch of other layers because you know that time in a monogamous relationship is got its own stuff going on then to add extra things like an open relationship and with all the different emotions that brings up or you know that's a whole that's just a lot of stuff and no wonder that you'd be feeling a bit overwhelmed about it yeah a lot of this and this is a hilarious part a lot of this is actually in theory and we have conversations on conversations (laughs) on conversations like the amount of talking that is required about how you might feel like a lot of things up until pretty recently have been hypotheticals and it's really fascinating how much a hypothetical uh, hypothetical situation can challenge you just the thought of doing the thing and sitting in how would that make me feel is can be really unsettling there was part of me recently that was like far out are we missing out on the like the real exciting juicy parts of like meeting someone for the first time when you're like falling for one another and like you know like that they're really precious times and I don't want to paint this picture that that we were kind of like negating that and also like diving into like lots of other relationships because it's not a lot of this is has quite literally been talking, building foundations where we can have conversations about anything. And it's funny that like the amount of talking versus in practice, how much we've actually been seeing or dating or being open with other people. I think maybe it'd be more intimidating for me if I was starting this relationship with Raph who had had been in a non-monogamous relationship in the past. Like I, I feel very grateful that we've collided at a time that just so happens that through no choosing of our own, we're we're both in places where we know what it is to be in a really a really amazing, very long-term, quite foundational monogamous relationship. We know what that is. We have the experience of it. What would it be like to want both? You know, monogamy, we've got a pretty good understanding of relationship modeling. We kind of know how to do that from a pretty young age based on everything that we see, everything that we consume, 
every movie, every story, every book, every every experience that we've had, when you throw all of that out the window, the fact that there's nothing in front of us <laughs> to be able to tell us how to do it, you speak about everything. Okay, well, if you're going to go out on a date with another person, well, like, when do you tell me? Or yeah. when you're on the date, do you text me? If you're da- setting up a dating profile, which we both have done recently, can I see it? What photos do you use? How do you frame it? I feel comfortable, but only if you say straight up that you're in a relationship. Recently, Raph was talking about, you know, meeting somebody that he'd known before. And weirdly, I was like, I feel more okay with you going and having a coffee with somebody that's new, that you don't know. So then we had this big conversation where I'm like, at the moment, can we just be seeing new people? Maybe that would change, but like the thought of you dating or like going to see somebody that you used to date, I feel that that's getting me because I'm like, wow, there's an existing connection. There's an ex- you, that person knows you. Maybe do they know you better than I know you? Do they know a different version of you? Do they know things about you that I don't know? Like I felt really threatened about that. You know, some people in open relationships have a don't ask, don't tell rule, which I'm realizing. They go on a date and they come home. How was it? Yeah, it was good. The end. You know, I'm like. Okay, well, I need to know about it. But then, like, how much do you tell? And we've gone too far sometimes where we're talking too much. Where I'm like, this, I, I don't want to know that. I don't, I don't need to know that. But then I feel strange not, not asking you. Because I ask you, how was your day at work? You know, so we've had these huge conversations about, like, do you want to know if I kiss somebody? We've had conversations about, was it a nice kiss? (laughs) It's like all new territory. So did you mention before, like with dating apps, do you, is it a sort of, not a rule, but a thing you guys have that you need to say that you're in a non-monogamous relationship on the profile? Is that what you said before? Yeah. And it's not your standard kind of like dating app. And there's a, a podcast episode on this. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I want to answer your question. There's a dating app called Field, which I've never heard about until very recently. F-E-E-L-D. I have no affiliation with this company, by the way. I sound like I'm singing their praises and have some kind of silent (laughs) partnership in it. But just go on it. Like, even if you're in a relationship, like, it's just an education. In terms of, like, Bumble or like Hinge or like Tinder. I'm sure that works for people at this point in time. We're not kind of at a space where I don't know. I'm just kind of like no, because I'm like how much how much new shit can I handle at one time? Something about field that feels safe because there are a lot of people in polyamorous relationships, non-monogamous relationships. There are a lot of people that are only seeking one night stands. There are only people that are only interested in sex, in group sex. There are people on there that are in couples. So that, like we set up a couples profile. You can link your profile with someone else. Yeah, on the apps, actually, there's a lot of, when I was single, there's actually a lot of couples that use it. I I mean, I guess they're allowed to, but then I sometimes used to get shitty and be like, report them because I'd be like, no, you've got a relationship already. There's us singles out here trying to find someone, you know. Um, you're a of them. (laughs) (laughs) You actually are a of them. Well, like, if I knew what I knew now. Oh, my God, father. I can't, I was like, do I admit that? This is years ago. But like, I'd be like, I guess now I have more education and yeah. knowing that that's a relationship as well. But back then I'd be like, no, like, they're like, you know, they just wanted someone else to like a th- in the thruffle or whatever. And no, no shame here. <laughs> like in terms of like, you being like, I wouldn't do that now. But like, I can understand why. But I can also understand now being in that space where it's like, how the F yeah. are you supposed to find somebody to do that with? Apart from a dating app. There's a chick that makes our coffees. You know, we're both kind of like flirt with her separately together. And we're like, <laughs> what do you reckon? <laughs> I, like, we're trying to vibe her. The thought of being shut down or like her being like, ew, or like, that's weird. Or like, you guys date other people. And then I'm like, it's a good cafe. Like, then I'm going to have to find another cafe, you know? Yeah. You don't, you don't want to mixed up your coffee you know good coffee it's pretty it's pretty high up in the priorities like do you really want to complicate things you know (laughs) exactly I'm serious about my coffee like she makes some good art like (laughs) latte art I think that's something that I'm kind of been thinking about lately I want to record an episode on this in the series about like the shame the guilt and shame that I think a lot of the time comes from other people it's not, it's not someone going like, you're disgusting to me, but it's my idea 
of what people think about it. I, I think it's completely normal. And I, what you know, talk us through that. What's that shame? Why are you feeling shame? And what does that look like for you? I think it, it stems from doing anything other than the, the societal norm. It's not just relationship, it's anything. If you are doing something a little bit different, Look, I'm certainly not sitting here being thinking I'm some revolutionary <laughs> unit by like thinking of going on a date with somebody whilst having a partner. Like I just, <laughs> but for me it is. For me, it's like rocking my world a bit, and it's hard not to feel like you're different or other than when I'm deciding that I this is different than anything I've ever done. This is this is other than any experience that I've ever had. It's a lot of my own fear and insecurities that I'm projecting on other people faces that I don't know thinking like they're going to think that this or what about if somebody on the dating app that I work with or that whatever or sees that I'm on there you know or somebody like a past bell sees that or wants to ban us or thinks that we're weird you know like only in your past version but like yeah of course that all that stuff comes up and how's it been presenting like in a tangible way I don't know like maybe not speaking as openly to my mates about my day-to-day lived experience of things that I would if I was in a monogamous relationship. I've I've felt that. I have to like physically push through. I love my friends and they're very supportive, but they don't really have any experience to draw on. So a lot of it is just a one-sided conversation of them listening. Of course, but I've gone quite internal, which is weird for me because I just, I don't know. I'm sure you're the same. You understand things through talking about them, you know? You understand yourself through talking out loud or journaling or, you know, working through it with someone. I'm kind of hiding myself a little or not sharing the full extent of the experience because I'm worried about what their thought will be, whether they'll judge me or not. Of course they won't. They love me unconditionally. So it's my own stuff. But like, that's how the shame's been presenting. It's it's been almost like, I wouldn't say self-isolating. It's not gone that far. But like, there's been elements of that, yeah. It must be quite isolating though, especially when you're working out something that's new for you and, you know, you're having fears and insecurities and then you can, like you say, you can talk to your friends a bit, but there's only so much that people understand. So it must be a bit isolating. That's why I made the podcast because, I mean, selfishly, I was like, I'm just going to make this to myself because I quite honestly could not find anybody speaking about the experience as they're doing it. It was only ever in post. And maybe I'll find out why. <laughs> because <laughs> it's not that easy. Maybe this is it's going to be like a how not to guide, you know, because quite seriously, like, it's one thing. That's what I mean about all consuming. It's like one thing to be experiencing this sort of, A, or a new relationship, B, a new relationship in a new way, and C, the compounding factor of, like, constantly talking about it and, trying to you know because Raph joins me on the podcast and we talk about things together yeah so you talk about feeling freaked out and you know your insecurities where is that coming from and like what kind of stuff is it uh I think the underlying fear is I'm not enough and I think to be honest like it's I feel like that's most people's or a lot I think the vast majority of us I think that's what self that self-love journey that's why I'm you know really pleased to be joining you on this show and I really appreciate what you do and the conversations that you have because shit I think so many different things a new person you've been dating somebody that's been cheating on you you know your mum says that thing that spirals you back to when you're a kid but really a lot of this boils down to the same thing which is I'm not enough and that isn't that is not a new thought for me it's not a new question for me it's not it's not RAF or this relationship specific. I think that's the really beautiful thing about open relationships, which I didn't realize this, but there's so much self-work and self-healing actually involved in, in the conversations that RAF and I have together and the conversations with myself that I have, that a lot of it quite seriously comes back to this very important question, you know, and thing to focus on, which is like, Am I enough or am I not enough? The you're not enough thing, oh my goodness. Like, I think so many of us deal with that all the time. I still do. Like, it's not something I think with self-love that you ever get to this point that 
you don't experience this feeling again. I think I've often had those thoughts and, you know, you ask the therapist or your self-help stuff, you know, is this, can this go away? Or this thought or this belief I have ever go away? And, and it might, but it might just come up every now and then in certain situations or when you're maybe a bit vulnerable or anxious or not feeling great and it does come up. So it's so normal to come up, but I can imagine in a situation like this when it's, your heart and with another person you know that's a lot yeah yeah I I think a lot of that flares up like that and what I do in those scenarios is firstly just remind myself I I clock it I'm like oh this is the I'm not enough thing coming up for me because it it comes up in lots of different ways you know you know moments of jealousy or moments of you know fear moments of guilt moments of judgment but it all comes back to that same question. So one, recognizing it and reminding myself of that. But two, I do this thing where I just like, I put the shoe on the other foot and flip it where I'm like, okay, well, if I'm in rough position or, okay, let's flip it. I'm, I am madly falling in love with him, but I still have this thing where if a, a guy at a cafe asks, my number or somebody that I think is cute or somebody on field that dating at like there's this space in my body and in my heart and in my sense of curiosity to flirt that has nothing to do with whether rack's enough mm. you know so that makes me feel secure when I when I reverse it you know and I'm like oh hang on I'm in the same position in that he's more than enough. He's more enough than I have ever had and could ever imagine. He's an, it's an incredible relationship and one that I've only ever really dreamt about, to be honest. I think that most people have like a couple of things that are their life's work. I know I've got a few that, that come up in different ways, in different relationships, in different facets that are triggered by different things that are like my thing, you know, like that's my, that's my thing. Money is one of them. And the enoughness is another. Like this sense of like stability and irresponsibility and responsibility with money, like off tangent and random. But I feel like everybody based on your experience, your childhood, your growing up, your, your relationship, what you've been taught or modeled, everyone's going to have a couple of things that you're like, whether I'm 20 or 50 or 70, like that, like you said, uh, you know, when you're not feeling your best self, when you're feeling triggered, when you're feeling scared, like will continue to present itself unless you're an enlightened Buddha. I don't think that's something that you just ever solve that goes away. I think it will always be, will always be around. And I think, I think if anything, stepping into a relationship like this, it kind of shows to me that I'm like, wow, I'm in a place where, yeah, there's moments of insecurity and freakouts and I want to be real about those, but I don't think I've ever felt as, empowered or in my body or in my sex or in my power as I ever have and this relationship is really compounding that because it's forcing me to a ask questions of myself that I've never really consciously asked in relationship before what do I want how do I want it and secondly how do I ask for that I think so often in relationships you just assume that that other person knows what you want how you want it when you want it when you need it or there's an expectation of like, even sexually, like, what do you want? What gets you off? Like, it's intimidating to be like, X, Y, Z. You just kind of like, I don't know, you figure it out. You've been having sex with women for a while. You know, like, that's, that's a pretty disempowering, symbolically speaking and physically speaking thing to do. To be like, I'm not sure, you tell me. I- I'm realizing that, like, a lot of the onus of that falls on me and I've been shy or weird or scared or not confident enough and not feel ashamed about asking for what I want, asking for what I need. And I think a lot of that, a lot of that also hand in hand just comes with age too. I think women probably come into their power maybe a bit later. I don't know. It's been a, a journey that I think has been sped up actually by this relationship. Is it worth it for, and this is not in a judgmental way at all, is it worth it for the anxiety and the, the you know, the what it brings up for you doing this? At the moment it is, yeah. 
I don't know. I think that's why I I get I get freaked out about these terms of like ethically non-monogamous. I think that's why I like the term of open, because open means it's also open to anything, and it's open to changing to anything, at any time. So for now, it's feeling good and it feels exciting. And yeah, like whilst there's there's times where it feels overwhelming and anxiety inducing and like hectic, and you know, I I wouldn't be doing it if I if I wasn't enjoying it at the same time. So for now it's worth it, but like I don't know, speak to me in six months. Does it make you feel secure in the future for yourself and like your relationship? You know, because I think that's something that so many people when they're in a relationship, they want that security and which is kind of funny because you there's no security in another person. Like the only security is in yourself. Someone can take that away from you or they, you know, they might not be in your life anymore, but does that make you feel secure in your future with, in your relationship? Yeah, it's a good question. I think because there's a pretty well-worn track of monogamy, you know, like if you're, if you're in an exclusive relationship, there's kind of like without even really having a conversation about it. I guess there's a bit of an assumption of this like well-worn track of, you know, dating to exclusivity, exclusivity to potentially building something together or, you know, um, you know, buying a house maybe, maybe getting engaged, maybe getting married, maybe having children. Not saying that's always the way, but, like, they are things that, like, if you're in a relationship, a monogamous one particularly, that it's like, yeah, I'm assuming that we're, we're on the same page and we want similar things. Maybe not five from five, but maybe four from five of those things. But I think are really beautiful things to want. They're great things to want. There's no shame in wanting. They're things that I want. And I think that's what where I've come a little unstuck and confused in because I'm like, I want all of those things. I want to build a home with Raph. I would love to have a family. I would love to. In the beginning, I felt like that was maybe in conflict with this idea of like dating multiple people at the same time or being in an open relationship. And what I'm realizing is it's not that you can want all of those things at once we're not kind of talking too far in the future. I mean, we've said we've said that we want to be in each other's futures. What that looks like, I'm not sure exactly. I guess that's kind of what we're figuring out. I know that he's a really special person and it's a really amazing relationship. And I've never felt like this before. And I'm just kind of like happy to sit in that at the moment. Mm. Do you know about attachment types? Yeah, I'm an anxious attachment, which is interesting because Raph's avoidance. Oh, my God. Anxious. <laughs> That's how I'd, we'd, I'd always end up with avoidance in the past. My boyfriend now is secure, but anxious and avoidance. I mean, it can work if you're, if you're able to communicate, but often it's like, you know, not saying that's a bad thing for you guys, but I just wondered as someone who has an anxious avoidant type, like do you – this must be quite hard for you because, for, for I mean, everyone's different. It's not like we all fit the mold of what an attachment type says about us, but – you know, you know what I mean? Like that security and, and, and knowing where you stand all the time, which it sounds like you do know where you stand anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think that comes with its own challenges. I think, like you said, I don't think there's a mould where I'm like not feeling anxious all of the time about things, but I, and he's not feeling avoidant all the time about things. I think if anything, the relationship's been quite healing, really, in the sense that it's really forcing us to do the opposite things at the same time. The relationship's forcing him to face things and be less avoidant than potentially he would be in other relationships. And for me, it's doing the opposite. It's forcing me to take a breath and feeling safe and secure and trust his word and trust myself and trust my feeling and my sense of intuition. So I think if anything, like you could look at it one way and be like, that's an absolute car crash. How does it make you feel when he goes on dates with other people? And likewise for you doing that, like has there been experiences that you've felt fine or something where you felt a bit weird? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's still pretty early days. It's not like we're going out on, you know, I don't have a wealth of experience to try on. <laughs> you don't have a roster or anything? There's not like a roster lined up? <laughs> nah, nah, nothing like that yet, babe. Nah, he's hoping. Um um, I mean, we've been on a couple of dates together and one each separately. The one time that he did that and and went on a date with somebody, I think I was surprised 
at first with how fine I felt about it. Um, and then, and then I kind of caught myself overthinking things and in my head a lot, you know, I, I remember clocking the time. I remember looking at the clock and looking at how long it, how much time it had passed and thinking, what are they talking about? And they're laughing at that, you know, all those kind of things. They've been both, they've been challenging and also like kind of okay. And for me going on dates, it's just been lovely because I think I think that there's such an understanding and a sense of respect that you're already in a relationship with somebody. There's like an understanding from that person that you're meeting. And for me, it was meeting a woman, which was a new thing for me as well. It was just such a an openness that we, we on that date, were speaking a lot about wrath. You know, it wasn't like this secret squirrel kind of like doing a naughty thing pretending to be single it was the opposite I just had a thought that it's almost like it's because you know it's ethical really because at least you both know what's going on whereas cheating like you know one person might not know and the other person's out there pretending like you know they're either single or it's all good it's just an ethical way to do things really yeah totally and I think you're probably not going to wind up on a date with somebody that's completely closed-minded and judgmental and is going to judge you or your relationship if they know before you meet that you're in an open relationship. You know what I mean? So I think that's probably, it's probably curating your experience to a point. Oh, that's so cool. Hey, Christy, thank you so much for your time. It was so lovely chatting. I feel like I want to chat with you again. It was really cool. Yeah. And um, I'm really excited to hear your podcast as well. Um, all the best with everything and um, and the next, you know, I guess like just exploring in your relationship because it's all so new and it, it sounds like the beginning of something really beautiful. That's all we've got time for. Christy and I actually chatted more about self-love and learning to navigate life as a single person after being in a long-term relationship for a large part of your life, something a lot of people can relate with. And there were some really great bits of advice and some funny stories in there too. So we'll share that on another episode. Support us and follow us on Instagram, Self Love Club Podcast, where you can watch videos of this conversation and keep up with our content. I'm at Belle Crawford, Belle underscore Crawford on TikTok, and you can join our private Facebook group. All the details, links for these in the show notes. And one of the most helpful ways you can support us is to subscribe or follow on your podcast app. Select automatic downloads and leave us a five-star rating. And if you're enjoying listening, please write us a kind review. This really helps other people find us and in the podcast chats. Send the link to your friends. I know a lot of people find the idea of open relationships very interesting. So make sure people listen. And also check out Christy's podcast open. I'll leave the details in the show notes as well. Now new episodes are released every Monday from 5am New Zealand time. I'll catch you soon. Ellie the most. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 